Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Well, uh, Pastor Joshua is uh, from Tanzania. I don't know if he ever really said that this morning. Man, you looking sharp, brother. You got the whole African vibe going on right there, both of you. Why don't you stand up uh, with your lovely wife, Rebecca? We want to bless you. And uh, come on up. You can, you can, come on up here. Come on up here, guys. Praise the Lord. They, uh, I don't know, I had a wonderful time of fellowship having lunch with them this afternoon, learned some more things about them. Our paths are really quite interestingly the same in some regard. But uh, when, he, when he first came to the States, of course, he got his degree in computer science. But uh, then God called him into ministry. And he was making $600 a month, whether he needed it or not, uh, and cutting grass for years and years. And his wife babysat for years and years. And so uh, God has blessed them tremendously. They were meeting in the basement of a Methodist church yeah. for about seven years with all of these immigrants and and people from all over the world. And it's been a wonderful time to hear their testimony. And now God's given them a building. Maybe you can share some of that testimony too. But uh, if you would, please welcome Pastor Joshua and his lovely wife. Stand, put your hands together, and welcome them in the name of the Lord, Pastor Joshua Rebecca. God bless you. Amen. Thanks, Come on up with it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, this morning you heard me speak, so let her talk for a few minutes. She can greet the church. <laughs> Let me try in Swahili. Anyone who knows Swahili? No. Uh-huh, maybe. She forgot. Okay. Um, Buana Sifiwe. You said amen. Amen. Buana Sifiwe. Hallelujah. Amen. You say amen. I'm the one saying Buana <laughs> It means praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> amen. As Pastor said, uh, my name is Margaret We've been married for 20 years, almost 21, in August is our anniversary. So we thank God for that. And I think Pastor already mentioned a lot of things. We are here, we are serving God. We are continuing to just to do the kingdom things. And we love everyone over there. And God, God just gave us the heart of loving people to reach out. And for those who are really down, We've seen teenagers, we've seen children who don't have fathers, and my husband been part of it to be like a father figure to them. Even for me, I'm a mother figure for everyone, and for their kids, I say I'm a grandma. Because <laughs> if you call me mom, then I'm a grandma. And I thank God for that, and God has been so faithful. So far, I deal with uh, children ministry. I'm still learning in the kingdom. Uh, I didn't go to school for that, but it's just, you know, when God gives you assignment, he just put you there and then on your own, and then he provides. Amen. So God has been so good. We have varieties of uh, class for children. We have from, um, I call I Angel, which is nursery, and then we have pre-K to kindergarten, and then first graders to third graders, fourth graders to sixth graders, then teenagers from seven all the way to high school. So we thank God they are growing every day and the ministry has been so wonderful. And these kids, you know, when you reach to kids, you reach to the parents. You touch the hearts of parents. So we thank God that even midweek, they come, the parents come, even the friends 
of, of the, their parents, they come to and for the Bible study. We thank God for that. And I know, and I've seen here, like I told my husband, I just see children every time I go to places. Yes, I'm touched with many ministries, but also I know we need to impact something for these little ones. So when they grow, they continue to spread wherever we can go. Amen. God bless you. Love you so much. And be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for helping this African man. You know, we get challenged when we see American, they open the door for the wife. Then they shut the door. You know, I grew up like half of my year. I, need, I have never been in a car, you know. When somebody stops to give you a ride, you go to the back. So it's not our custom to open doors for ladies. So somebody said, if you open the door for the lady, it's the two things. Either you have a new car or a new lady, you know. <laughs> for, for Africa, I just saw that online. But uh, I thank God I'm learning a little bit when I go to America and I see how they do. So I open and say, oh, praise God. So she's happy. So pastor, thank you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I'm not that, a very serious man. If you think I'm Elijah here coming, like, no, I'm not. I'm just a casual person, but God can use anyone. Amen. Yeah, you, you, have, you don't have to be very serious. The presence of God is the fullness of joy. Amen. So we crack jokes, but that doesn't mean that God is not moving. God will move here in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody left the church a long time ago. He said, you know, I don't like how you laugh in the church. I just want to be serious. This is a matter of serious. I, said, I don't know. I can help. So you end up believing. But <laughs> amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank yes, you. Thank, thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. And uh, we thank you for the song that they were singing here. That take all everything over me. I just give everything. No reservation, oh God. Even today we give everything to you. That you can minister to us. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody say amen. amen. So I'm going to just go through some few scriptures here for maybe 30 minutes, and then we're going to have a moment of prayer. We believe in impartation, and uh, uh, today we can uh, pray with you. I believe that the angels of the Lord are here, and um, my job is just to release. What he does, he does, you know. I've seen people come healed in just regular services like this. Uh, last Wednesday, I don't know, I have shared so many testimonies with the pastor, I don't know even what I shared with him, what I shared with you, I don't know. So if I repeat, it's okay, amen? Sometimes the repetition helps. So um, last Wednesday in the church, this lady, she's from Sudan, she comes and she has this cast and uh, we pray for her. Just ordinary people, actually there were some, I think three nurses, uh, the, the, the workers, the nursing, uh, nursing, I like the RIN. So, hey, so you people, you know what's going on here. So, but uh, God has no science. You cannot explain science. So I want you to lay hands on her. Let's pray. And yes, we just prayed and we we're giving God glory. And uh, all of a sudden we see her tears flowing. And uh, she said like, wow, this is good. And after that, she, she showed us the other one that had problems. So we prayed. And uh, uh, on Friday, I, the day before, yes, no, it was, yeah, the day before yesterday, we had a worship night. They organized worship night, our young people and everybody. And that lady, she was in the choir and she sang for three straight hours with those knees jumping to the Lord because God touched her last Wednesday. Pray the name of Jesus. So, the, 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 you see, Jesus does not have drama. Like, yeah, today I'm going to heal people, you know, the man of God, you know. Jesus was just simple. Sometimes you use us some 
I'm sorry, it's a stupid method. You just take the, the dart and, the call, and then he's putting on the face of somebody and the eyes pop open. You, can, you cannot tell God what to do. You can ask for a miracle, but the way God would perform a miracle, you cannot choose. Amen? The person that God will use, you cannot choose. Sometimes God uses little kids to talk to me. And I'm being praying. She comes and says, Pastor, you know, God is saying, oh, she'll give me an idea. And I like listening to people because you never know. Amen. Today, God sent me here. I'm learning too. Amen. And maybe you can learn from me because there is a relation or dynamic relations. When we come together, something happens. Amen. But there are some things, some things that are common and everywhere you know that if you turn your TV uh Today, there's a headline. Because always media looks for bad things. They will never tell you like, today two million Americans made home safe. Everything was okay. They don't say about that. But they're just looking for that one car like, no, 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 this happened, this happened. Okay? Okay. Max, the, the, the airplane, Max. Only two crashed. But it was a big deal everywhere. So when they're talking about Max, you know, it's not safe, it's not safe. Then tomorrow... The headline has become the footnote. There's another headline of bad things. So you think like, oh, there's an earthquake, and COVID shows up. They talk about COVID, 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 COVID. I don't know. The next day, like a heat wave. I was in Africa, like a heat wave in, in Canada. 500 people died in Western Africa, Western of America, I think, in Oregon, other places. The heat wave. And you don't know. Today you are going home. You don't know. The, what you left on the, like the headline today, by the time you get home, it may be a different story. And that has been constant. And actually people are turning, if you turn the news and you don't see bad news, like there's no news. So you're flipping channel because you're looking for something which is unusual. But you see in those days in Matthew chapter 24, the disciples asked Jesus uh, what will be the signs of the end time. And I'm going to just read some few verses there. Number four, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceived you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be uh, famine, pestilence and earthquake in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Then they will deliver you up uh, to tri uh, tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my, my name's sake. And then many will offend you, uh, will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endure uh, to the end yes. shall be saved. Yes. And this gospel, I love that, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and the, as the witness to all the nations and the, then the end will come. Hallelujah. Turn with me in 1 John chapter 2. The epistle of John, the first John chapter 2 and verse number 18. John, 1 John chapter 2 verse number 18. This is what the Bible says. Little children... It is the last hour, and you, ye heard that Antichrist comes. Even now, 
have there arise many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last hour. Praise the name of Jesus. So Jesus was telling them, and if you read that chapter 24, he said, like, you shall hear rumors of war. And all these are signs, like, just like a sign of a birth pain, like the woman who is about to give birth. So the more um, she is into her pregnancy, the more the hour approaches, they are, the, the, the contraction becomes more rapid and more stronger. So as we approach the last day, as we approach the coming of Jesus Christ, all these things will happen. So when you hear there's COVID, it's one of contraction. And then you hear like there's earthquake, things are happening. People are killing one another. The love of men have drawn cold. Don't be alarmed because now you understand like today, Jesus is much closer or his coming is much closer than yesterday. Pray the name of Jesus. Now I will ask people a question. If your wife is pregnant, and you see like, hey, now she said, you know what, I'm feeling contraction. And I wanna, you know, what do you do? Do you take your car and go to the mall or you head to the direction of the hospital? What do you do? You know, many people are seeing contraction. Instead of heading to the hospital, they go to the mall to shop. In the they're just doing things that are awkward. You see, Christian, we must know that when we see these things, we should not just claim here global warming. We just swing oh, global warming, global warming, you know, global warming, you know, global warming, global. You know, you have to understand what is going on in the spiritual realm. And instead of, of, of dancing with other people, you have to understand when this start happening, I have to run very fast because the baby can arrive anytime. So we need to go to the hospital. We need to be around this area. And somebody say, hey, you want to come to my party? No, 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 no. My, I'm expectant. My wife is expecting, so I cannot come. You see, are you going to pick hours? No, 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 no. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I need to take my vacation this time because the baby will arrive anytime. You don't go to cocoon when your wife is expecting. Pray the name of Jesus. And the sad thing in the church today, we allow politicians to tell us what to do. We allow the people to tell us what to do. Instead of asking what God is telling us and understanding that this is the hour and the time has come that my little children, the Antichrist has already appeared. We may not know the man, but the spirit of Antichrist is all over the place. America is not spared. Africa is not spared. Everywhere, the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist is anything that is coming against the word of God, against the knowledge of God, against the plans of God. That's the spirit of Antichrist. And when we see all these things, the Bible says, know that your hour is near. And for that reason, we should always know that the time has come for us to preach. The Bible says that all these things will happen, okay? Ration will raise against nation. The political will be very hating. They will hate us. They don't like us. They don't like. Today, it's very bad for you to talk about about things that people, immorality in the church. If you, you stand and rebuke immorality, people say, mm, God told us to love everybody. God told us to love everybody. God told us to love everybody. You know, and, 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 and that's why, Pastor, you should not be in debt with anybody. Just be who you are so that you can preach. Who want to come, they can come. Who want to leave, they can just leave. It's okay. Because the Bible did not call us to make friends. He called us to make disciples. <laughs> Friendship is the second thing. Pray the name of Jesus. Now, when you are doing this, people who love you, people who love those who love the truth. But I'm honestly, my first objective, my first purpose of living here on earth is not to make friends. It's to make disciples. Now, in making disciples, sometimes you lose friends. 
Because their interest is not. Every time you wake up and you see this thing, just think like God. Like, okay, global warming is here. What Should we stop the global warming? If we cannot stop the floods, if we cannot stop the tornado, you know, it's good to take care of the earth. But understand that the Bible says in those te- days, the, the temperature of the sun will be like seven times hotter. And you have to understand this is the, the has to do with the ozone layers, etc. So when we see this stuff, we have the mind of Christ. We should understand that, hey, the baby is about to arrive. So I am going to carry the diapers. I am buying the crib. I am, I'm not even picking hours. I'm not too much concerned with the things of the world because my baby is about to arrive. So there are some things I can cannot do. Ladies who are expecting uh, the pregnancy uh, continues, there are some shoes that you cannot wear. If you are nine months pregnant and you are wearing like this, that is not important. It's not all about what you think and how you feel. It's about what you are carrying. Pray the name of Jesus. It's not about what we feel. It's about who is inside of us. And Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached to all nations. Our heart must be to preach the gospel. When we hear about ozone layer and other stuff, we should not be concerned too much about the earth. We should be concerned like who the people that are dying in Iran, the people that are dying in China, the people that are dying in other places. Do they have the relationship with Christ? That will be our cry. We are concerned about the affairs of heaven. And when we think about the kingdom, the Bible says, think you first. I mean, he says, seek you first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, all other things shall be added to you. When your mindset is the mindset of the kingdom, you don't have to cry for provision. I don't know any soldier who have gone to Iraq or went to maybe Gulf War or whatever, and they are so much concerned, like, hey, we need to buy that tanker. We need to buy that tanker. Man, that tanker, our weapons. No. When you go there, the government will supply everything for you. Praise the name of Jesus. When you start preaching the gospel of the kingdom, when you start stepping into your assignment, you don't have to demand things. God knows. You send angels to come. And you say, yeah, I need this. Reinforcement is coming. You, know, you make sure that the stock is there. You have all the best machinery and everything. Because all what you want is for you to step out. Pray the name of Jesus. Right. When Margaret and I stepped out, we didn't have expectation of anything. Actually, our first, our first members were immigrants. Seven people. We were seven Plus us, so nine of us, we started a church. And we are faithful, we are doing the church. These people, they don't know anything. Now talk about miracle. You know what our first miracle was in the church? The first miracle was somebody got a permit, driving permit. She came and I'm giving God praise, I got the permit. She don't know English, anything, we are trying to help, we are praying God, God. When she goes to take that test, we are praying God that she'll pass. And one day she come like, I got my permit. Hallelujah, praise God. <laughs> I have, I have driven so many miles taking people to work and everything. And we're just doing this. We expect nothing. But today God has blessed us that we are in the place of supplying to others, not receiving from others. Pray the name of Jesus. We look for needs. We reach the need. I tell people, when you come, if God sends you here, you have a need, he will send you a provision here. So I was in the church last year, and, 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 and last year the COVID hit, and, and this lady, she came and... Uh, 
The other church told her, you have too many needs, we cannot take care of you. She don't have paper, she have a daughter, they have so many problems, you know, they don't have anything, they just come. And I, I remember somebody asked me, are you a church pastor? I said, yes, I am here. Uh, can I stop by? Yeah, so I say, hey, I have this $5,000, you can use as you want. Just use as you want. And God told me, take care of that lady. So every month she'll come, all right, she get a check. Hallelujah, $250, go eat. You know, it's the kingdom of God. It's about, you, know, you don't have to worry too much about this stuff. When the child come, the milk is there. Amen. Come on time. Before, like two months, there's nothing. But the moment the child arrived, the milk is ready. So whenever God gives you an assignment, also the provision for the assignment is ready. Pray the name of Jesus. So Jesus said, like, when the last day comes, remember all these things will happen. So if we are just here waiting, COVID is here, now we got our vaccinations of those who have been vaccinated. Oh, good, now we can go to church. And tomorrow there'll be another one. No, 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 so we wait. That's the secret of the church, I mean the devil, to make sure that he neutralizes us so that we don't see what God said. We don't care about what God said. We care about what people are telling us. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying that we are immune to this stuff, but persecution is part and parcel of the Christian life. Hardship is part and parcel of the kingdom of God. The Bible says, endure hardship. I'm telling you like I've never suffered. It's not like I'm an angel. We had COVID with my family this year. What say you go there, you're an essential worker. We went there and one day we, we, we had like 10 people serving with us. We do just live and everything look good. And uh, my wife said, I'm feeling not feeling good. My daughter says, I cannot taste anything. So they went to test and uh, they tested positive. So I knew I don't need to test because also I'm positive. I'm feeling the same thing. So here we are. So we don't want to get other people sick. We tell them, you stay home, we take care. Now I play piano, my wife play, uh, sings, and then we have another adopted daughter. She sings, my son play drums, my daughter play bass guitar, and we are doing church. But we can't stand, we are so sick. So we took some chairs and put the stools and stand there. We would pretend like we are good. And people say, Pastor, we, 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 we love that. We have that today. It's a new style. It's not a new style. We are sick. <laughs> but the truth of matter is, the truth of matter is, the Bible says no death, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So we should not be so much scared about the person who can kill our body. We have to understand that God is with us. And when God is with us, we are victors in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let me just go to another. Now I told you about bad news. Hallelujah. The bad news. You know, all these things will happen. Bad news, bad news, bad news. Now let me tell you about good news. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 17. Acts chapter 2, verse number 17 and 18. You know, one side is bad news, but always there's good news after bad news. Because the gospel is about good news. Now what the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days. Say last days. 
So the first time was the last day this will happen. People will hate one another. Last day there will be racial discrimination. You know, people, you know, sometimes I feel bad for our police officers. We, you know, you know, I, my neighbor is a police, he's a sheriff. Like my neighbor, really neighbor is the sheriff. And sometimes I feel bad. I don't know how to relate with him because I don't know how he thinks about me. I don't think like how people, other people think. And I'm not saying that there's no racial stuff, but we cannot amplify the devil's music. We have to mute the devil's music and amplify the music of God. Hallelujah. So, so, so all these things are happening. These are bad things we are living. And sometimes we feel like, God, what do we do? Somebody decided to kill his children because he thought like these children are going to go to hell if I don't take them. I'm going to die and kill them. You know, we don't have to worry about that. Those are bad stuff. But here is a good part of it. He said, in the last days, says God, not say Pastor Joshua, not say Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Eric, not saying somebody, he said, says God. And we can trust God when he says something. Hallelujah. He said in the last day, uh, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And number two, he said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's why I told you this morning, I don't like people telling me, you know, when you're a kid, you can teenager, okay, I'm not looking forward for an accident. It can happen, but I don't wake up in the morning, you know, the accident, I'm not prepared for an accident. I have an insurance, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not going to prophesy about the downfall of my children. Everybody who comes to the church, I believe and I see positive things. Because the Bible says that the evil will increase, but the promise is this, our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. I was so happy when I saw Hannah today, like, sing. you know, it's a beautiful thing to see, like, even PK kids can still go to the ministry. Many people show you bad things. You know, somebody with a pastor's son, look what he's doing. Oh, that's look, pastor, he divorced. You know, no, I, I want to show you about good things. The media will show you bad things, but we can show them good things. We can brag about our children. We can brag about our spouses. We can brag about our church. We can brag about our pastor. We can brag about our Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and your young men shall see vision, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my, uh, my maidservant, and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Pray the name of Jesus. So there is um, a promise here that the gospel must be preached to all nations before the end comes. But in the midst of this chaos, you cannot preach the gospel from your mind like, like, like a lecture. You cannot just lecture about the gospel. There must be the power of the Holy Ghost that is poured down, pray the name of Jesus. He's not saying like there'll be a sprinkling of the Holy Ghost. He said there'll be rivers. I'll pour out the power of the Holy Spirit and people will prophesy. Hallelujah. They will prophesy. Your sons will see visions. When they sit down, they see things of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And he say, you are made servant. Even somebody that you have hired, if you own the business, they will start seeing vision in the mighty name of Jesus. They give you some idea. You tell them to work. They don't just work like casual laborers or some people who have been hired. They start working because you have a power of influencing the people that are around you in the mighty name of Jesus. 
in the last days. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that we live in the last day? So you're a candidate of the pouring of the Holy Spirit. So we should be uh, in the presence of God, asking God and contending for outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when the power of the Holy Spirit comes, things will break loose. Hell will not be powerful anymore. The power of God will power oversee, I mean, will, will, will overpower the things of the devil. Now, I trained as a computer, but I also I did a lot of science in, in my high school and college. And I understand there is a, a, a law of gravitation. If I jump here, I can't float. I may be very anointed, but I can't float. I'll just fall down, okay? But when I was traveling the other day, Boeing 777, that thing is big. Like, it, it really is huge. Like, the, this wing is like, almost like, I don't know, 40 meters. It's big, huge. And it's lifting up 40,000 feet. I weigh 160 pounds. I'll go down. Yeah. This thing weighs like 200,000 pounds. It goes up. What is happening? There is a law of, 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 of thermodynamics, the law of lifting. When the law of lifting supersedes the law of gravity, something will lift. But whenever the law of, of gravity overcomes the law of, 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 of final dynamics, like up, of lifting, what happens? That, that thing will come down. So there are two laws here. There's the law of the kingdom of God and there's the law of the kingdom of the enemy. So when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we are not natural. So somebody can fail if they don't have the Holy Spirit. They can fail in very small things, small projects. They cannot even worship God. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, we have that law of lifting that we can soar up with wings like an eagle in the mighty name of Jesus. That's why you can ask me, how did you, how were you able to live with $600 for almost three years or four years with two little children, with everything, and your heating bill is $400 a month, and you are paid $600. But there was a law of lifting, the power of the Holy Spirit in me, that lifted me beyond circumstances in Jesus' name. I remember one day we woke up in the morning, we don't have food, we are praying, and somebody knocked at our door, she came, he came. He said, Pastor, I just came out. I just felt like I should come. He opened the trunk, milk, everything. Like when God does your shopping, <laughs> when God does your shopping, he does not miss anything. He don't look for a wallet like, I should buy this because this one is cheaper. And this is $2, this is 3 No, 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 no. God is coming. God's economy is so great. So the man came. This, he was not even like a very big believer. He was just a church-loving guy. And he comes and we open the trunk and everything, milk, cereals, everything that the kid like. They put in the fridge and we are ready to go. Because the law of, of lifting the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, has come in us. We are doing things differently. Pray the name of Jesus. The next time we are staying there, this lady, she just came, knocked the door. You know, sometimes when God sends people, they don't even need prayer. They just obey to God. It's not like we don't have to work. We'll come here, give you a thousand dollars, pray for you. Pour a seed. I don't, when I, I call other people to talk about seed. I don't know how to talk about it. And I, I'm sure I'm not good on that. 
and I'm guilty, but I call people, if you, if you are one of who teach Sida, I would like to come and teach. But if, it's not my area. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not good. But there's this thing like, you, have, you know, if you give a seed of this, I'm going to pray, release a prayer. And there's this thing, sand came from, from Jerusalem, if you take this. You know, you know there are people there. It's not sand, is the medicine. Those people there could have been healed a long time ago. So, so the thing is, uh, sometimes when God sends people, they don't even pray. They just say, hey, pastor, I came here. Because the Holy Spirit sent me to bring this check to you. Hand me a thousand dollars check. Hallelujah. So if the devil keeps three hundred dollars, God will send a thousand dollars to me in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is a law. When the Holy Spirit comes on us, it's not just, he gives us the ability to preach the gospel. He gives us the ability to speak the mystery of God, to share with other people the things of God. So provision is guaranteed. So uh, when I was in this uh, small Methodist, I mean, not before I went to Methodist, I was doing church uh, with these refugees and uh, they were not giving anything. So how can you ask somebody to donate blood if they're sick? Can you expect a blood donation from a sick person? No. So these people, they come, they don't have anything, and they expect me to bring offering. So I have people, there's no offering. So they kicked me out. When they kicked me out, I, I, I went to this Methodist church and went to the Methodist church, and I said, I'm leaving. I, when I was doing whatever I was doing, I was raising funds and buying stuff. So I said, I'm going to leave this church, and I won't take even a single microphone. I just go the way I am. And I told everybody, don't follow me, you stay here. If you belong to the church, stay here. Don't follow me. So I left. I said, Pastor, can we come? No, no, don't come. I have my own people. You know, those who don't give offering, those are my people. You know, those are, I like, you stay here. Keep the offering. So I went to this church, and uh, I borrowed a sound system, a small uh, pave system, like eight channels. And I borrowed, before we finish the service, the person, where is my thing? I said, God, this is embarrassing. How can I do this? So I went to this local store and told them, hey, I need these things. They said, hey, you can lay it away for three months. And uh, I said, yeah, just keep it here. I'll come next week. I'll be back. I don't have any money. I said, I'll come be back here next week. I'll come and pick it. I'm tired of borrowing these things. So I borrowed these things for the last time. And when we were doing worship, somebody came. And when she came, she called me, I, I can't stay to the end. I want just to talk to you. Can you come? I said, let me finish playing. Because I was doing everything, doing worship with my wife, preach to people. So he said, come. So we came out, said, I want to leave. Uh, the, the Lord told me to come and give you this check. So I told those people to lay that thing down for 830. This lady came with a check of 841. So God wanted to give me money for gas. So he gave me 231 <laughs> plus 10 more dollars. Amen? Amen? So I went there. Remember the movie, Apostle? I don't know if you watch a movie called Apostle. Then this guy he was trying with a bulldozer and this pastor was praying, saying, I'll be back. So he came back with a bulldozer. I said, I came to take down this church. I told you I'll be back. I'm back. So I went to this store and said, I am back. I told you I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back. I came early. Pray the name of Jesus. I got that system. We put it there. And that system said, we, we have now upgraded to $1,000 equipment. But I put that as a testimony. 
because I'm going to write a book and I put it there. When you come, I'm going to show you this a testimony of $831 that God just brought because we just seek the presence of God. Pray the name of Jesus. I don't know what you are going through, but I'm encouraging you. I can give you a solution to one problem, but the Holy Spirit is all in one. If you need provision, he can give you. If you need healing, he can give you. And this is the most gift that God gave us. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I shall give you the Holy Ghost and he will guide you. He will empower you and you should be able to preach the gospel to all nations in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me just read to you something very, very interesting here before we wind up and go to the ministry of the word of God. Uh, Turn with me in the book of Micah chapter 4, verse number 1. Micah chapter 4, verse number 1. Micah is a minor prophet book. So if you see proverb, go to the right. (laughs) If you see Matthew, go to the left. Should be somewhere in between. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Micah chapter 4, verse number 1. Are we there? This is what the Bible says. But in the last days, who? That's our magic word there. In the last days. I like that. Because we are living that season. You see that sometimes say, hey, in America, and you live in Canada, you are, I don't know. In Tanzania, and you live in America. But in Tanzania, there will be hurricane. Oh, oh, wow, 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 wow. I live here, so I'm, I'm paying attention. So if we are living, we are Christian, we will live in the last day. We should pay attention for what the Bible is saying about in the last day. There are some dangers, but also there are some provision. There are some things that we are qualified to take because we are believers in the last day. And God, you said in the last day. So what the Bible says about the last day? He was writing this before Christ and saying, but in the last day it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountain and it shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow on to it. People shall flow unto it. You see, the Holy Spirit comes in us. As I read this morning, we read this morning, and that the Bible says that the Bible says that the rivers of, of, of the living water will, will flow from our spirit. And then when we flow from our spirit, when we come together, hallelujah, we flow together into the mountain of God. And this mountain of God is the place where things, you see, when, you, when they are flooding, it's flooding, you go to the top of mountain because that is a place of safety. And I believe the mountain of God is a place of safety. And he said, in the midst of this chaotic world, in the midst of all these things that are happening, there's a mountain of hope, there's a mountain of deliverance, there's a mountain of Christ that is over there. And he said that it shall be established on top of other hills. There may be hill of sickness and the hill of something else, but the mountain will go up and above. And the Bible says, we shall flow into it in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we come together, we flow together. The other scripture said, and we flow together. I'm telling you, there's nothing like power of unity in the spirit. When pastor comes and gives the vision, and all people say, I don't understand about this. I don't understand, pastor, but we are flowing together. And you flow to the mountain of God, and God brings the blessing of his. And people are surprised. What is happening? Pray the name of Jesus. 
I don't want to just talk too much about provision. I want to talk about healing. I want to talk about many things. But let me just tell you about this one provision. It's, it's so quiet, cool. I, I, I was just, and, and, and see, the anointing has the ripple effect. When you have somebody who have been blessed and they speak, that word comes to you, you apply it in your circumstance. You see, we have limited and different circumstances, but the Holy Spirit is the same. And the way he will heal me, you can just believe not how he healed me, but you can believe that he's a healer. He can heal you in your own way. Pray the name of Jesus. Don't try to copy my style because I am different. The way I take offering is very different. Because God sent somebody all the way. And he said, when you go before the church, you don't even talk. Because I was like, people said, you are eating our money. So I'd come with the projector, you know, this one here. It's 20 cents. And people said, this is not good. And somebody came and said, God told me, he has given you grace. When you just go, give the need. People give. We don't have to explain everything. So you try that. If God did not tell you, don't do that. But believe that God can provide for you. That's the universal. But the way he provides for me is not necessarily how he provides for you. So I learned now, uh, we were watching my friend John Bavia. I was uh, in Colorado Spring last year. We went there because we wanted just to see him. So we drove to his place and uh, they say because of COVID, they were working from home. But one of the curriculum that we did, he was talking about how God blessed them with a good facility in Colorado Spring. And he said that when it was good, he was coming back. They told him that the fire was about to consume that place. There was a fire coming to that direction. And he said, ha, yeah, 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 this cannot happen. So he comes, he calls his people. If you listen to that, uh, um, his, his DVD, and he, he said he called the people. He said, the Bible says when we pray about anything, God is going to answer. So how many believe that the, uh, the, the fire can, can be come? And he said, yeah, we believe. So they started praying with his team. And the weatherman says, somehow, some way, the wind have changed direction. <laughs> it was flowing this way. Now that it's going backward. And I said, God of John Bavia, you can do something. Because we are buying a church. And I didn't know, man, it's so difficult to buy or build a house here. In Africa, if you have money, you just build it the way you want. You know, this way, this way, you just build. So I'm here, we were buying this. They told us, like, you have to have an easy agreement of parking. Because the property line uh, is just, like, in the middle of the, the, the parking lot. So, literally, a half of the parking lot is not yours, and this one is yours. So you have to have easy agreement. Now I'm dealing with the school. I'm dealing with the church this time. I'm dealing with my church. I don't own the church. So I have three boards to work together with. This board meets on Wednesday. They'll meet next Wednesday. This one meeting on Thursday. Chaotic, like six months. I would have going through hardship. And now these people are willing to sell it to me. But there's a Muslim who I met that they want to buy that to make it Islamic center. And I said, in the name of Jesus, as the Lord lives, this is not a mosque. This is a church. Right. Do you have money? I don't have money. I don't have enough. I don't know. They're just giving you this headache. And then uh, oh, they told me, now you have to have easy agreement. So I said, what does that mean? It means that you're going to have a half a parking lot. But on the other side, there's a nice green and trees. I said, no, I want these trees. So I said, if God... You answer John Bavia, you can answer me too. So we are going to, to believe together. So I told people in the church, we are going to believe together. That God somehow will give us this place. We're going to buy this place. So I sent this guy. I said, God, tell them, can they, instead of having this problem, easy argument, can you just sell me this other half of the parking lot and some trees here? Hallelujah. Now you don't have money, number one. You don't have anybody to finance you, number two. And they are trying to help with somebody with more money and everything. You see, Muslims, they don't fundraise. You never see a Muslim fundraising. Somebody with money will buy that and just put his name and you just go worship. 
we Christians are the one to like, hey, God needs some help. You know, God needs some help. No, no, we don't do that. It's not a good thing. So we are here, these people are coming, they are pressuring them to buy, and these guys say, I want to sell this to you. I don't want to sell it to these people. I want to sell it to you. So he came one day, he said, Pastor Joshua, I want to tell you something. The meeting was not good. The board people were mad. They were just arguing and arguing. But finally, they decided that they're going to give you that half for free. You don't have to add anything. We just give you all trees and everything for free. Pray the name of Jesus. That's why sometimes... When I go to church, I just don't go to those trees and just sit there and relax because I can see the presence of God. I can see what God can do in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the last days, say in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit in all flesh. Does that include you? Say yes. Amen. 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 I encourage you for those who are parents. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, our church is full of single, I mean, young couples. You know, we have some few older people, maybe very few, and uh, but most of them they are just like our age and the kids, etc. But we have to even change the prayer because the Bible says, in the last days, your children, your sons, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is the gift for everybody. So if I can start changing my prayer, instead of fighting with my kid, I pray for outpouring of the Holy Spirit on them, the Holy Spirit will transform them. If you can stop fighting with that boss who have been giving you a hard time, instead of like, Father, I bind, I bind, I bind, we release the Spirit of God on him. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the Spirit of God. When they are filled with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, Pray the name of Jesus. Now there are some formula that people have made. The formula is this. You have to believe. Number one, you believe. Number two, you get baptized. And then somebody lay hands on you. The Holy Spirit comes. Is that not the formula for many churches? Yeah. You say God can reverse that. I told you I was fighting with people. I want to baptize these kids and they really want to be baptized. Their parents are calling all over the place. This person, we gave him our sons and daughters. And now he's trying to change them to make them another denomination. He's baptizing them. So I didn't want to talk even the Holy Spirit. But when I dunk them in water, they didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. They started speaking in tongues. And they started giving up. I remember my wife on the line and the people, the Holy Spirit came, the kids are just, they cannot stand. So they are scared. They don't know if the water is hot or whatever. I don't know. They are scared. Everybody is giving up. People are crying. The whole church. My wife is encouraging them. I remember we carried some of them. We just carried them and come. Do you still believe or put them in the water? Pop! The Holy Spirit come. Take them out. You can encourage them. He cannot walk. You just carry them. Put them in the water. Praise Allah. Before that, everybody now on Sunday, they are coming with videos. Everybody is waiting for the Holy Spirit to take pictures and send somewhere. Everybody is sending. And I said, you know, this is the time that the Lord has made. I'm going to baptize them in the name of Jesus. I baptized so many people. And I remember one day I was baptizing people and the Holy Spirit came. And this person has no clothes to wear. So somebody go, she had like another pants inside. Give this one. We just baptize people. As long as they are not naked, it's all right to baptize them. So it doesn't matter how you come. We baptize them. Pray the name of Jesus. The Bible says they'll be outpouring of the Spirit of God. And when the outpouring of the Spirit of God comes, we have to allow ourselves to be wet. If there's a rain outside and you are inside this comfort place, will you get wet? You have to make that intention like, you know, I'm ready to be wet. 
I'm going where the rain is. And I believe there is rain in this place in Jesus' name. I believe that God, pastor, pastor was positioned in this place that there may rain. There are so many good churches out there. They have good plans. They have good lights more than you. You know, you cannot even do anything. You cannot out, out give them. You cannot, you know, they have everything. But they are missing the presence of God. They have religion. They don't have Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is everything. I'm telling you, I'm a proud pastor of many young people. And I love young people. I, I, my heart just goes down for all young people. Because I know one thing. I saw my dad cast demon. I saw dad do everything. My dad, he had a bicycle. That's what he was using to go to preach. And then God upgraded him. He had a motorcycle. That's all what he used. He didn't use a microphone. They used a megaphone. That was a, something like the police thing. Like, and I praise God. Praise God. That's what they used. But because he believed in us and he invested in us, we can fly places. I was in South Korea three, uh, three years ago for prayer con convention. They called me. When I get there, they said, we want to represent Africa. They put African. I was not chosen by anybody, but the Holy Spirit led me to go there. Then they put me. I was speaking for the whole Africa in that convention. And I remember in that time, the people from defected from North Korea, they have never seen a black person. So they were just amazed. They used to see me. They came and took picture with me. They were touching me. They were looking for me. And I was like, Sting. praise the name of Jesus. You know, God has taken me places, faces. I don't feel like racism is an issue. So I was like, I'm happy when they go, praise God, we saw a black person and we took picture with him. Hallelujah. God has chosen me. You see, you have to be positive the way you think. When the Holy Spirit come upon you, you don't think about people, how people think. I remember going to church in America when I came to the first church. I told you about Pastor Dave. That's like my apostle. I came and uh, they took me to a church um, when I, I was single, 1998. They took me to a church. I was excited about going to church. I went to church. They sang a song. And after that, they read Matthew and say, time for refreshment. So what I thought was, we are eating refreshment, go back to the service. So we finish and go home. Say, what? Say, yeah, the service is over. We'll see you next Sunday. I was, No. No, no, this is not acceptable. The next Sunday, they took me to the same place. So I asked this lady, do you mean like in America, there's no churches where they believe in the Holy Spirit? Where the churches say, oh, we don't know how we're going to go there. Um, there may be churches, but I say, go to Yellow Pages. I don't have a phone. Go here to find a church and call them and tell them we are here. So they called they call the church and this lady, my my American mama, she went to be with the Lord. Her name was Elizabeth. She came to pick us. She took us in church. She told me, I have something to tell you. In our city, we don't know black people. So just be ready for anything. I said, okay, let's go. When I went there, the first thing I got there on Wednesday night, I saw this woman speaking in tongues. Now you know about her. I said, well, like, man, this is so cool. I see white people speaking in tongues just like we are. I was so happy. I was so happy, excited. And then next Sunday, I'm excited to go to church. I go to church, I find these kids, they are screaming, they have never seen a black person. When I stand up like this, the service has to stop. What's happening? They have seen a black person, they have never seen. So they will come and the parents will apologize. They don't have to apologize, I'm happy who I am. So they will bring their kids, you know, I was like a new pet in the house. So they will bring a bird, they are touching me. You know, <laughs> touch me, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So they touch me, they touch me. You know, sometimes when your mind is cleansed by God, you don't think how other people think. Yeah. 
So God used me and I'm a proud introducer of black community that place. They were touching me. Today, those kids are like 24. They go, hey, Josh, how are you? I'm no longer scared to them. We plan about mission things. We talk about this thing. You have to understand when the Holy Spirit comes over you, you overcome the racial problem. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you sit together here. My sister that should not feel like she's a minority. She feel like she's a part and parcel of the kingdom of God. And when you start doing stuff like that, God love unity and who he will push his spirit and start doing things amazingly. I'm telling you, we have so many African churches in Africa in, in Iowa and other places. But you go, this is a Kenyan church. They speak the language, they do the stuff, they help their own. That's what they do. You go, this is oh, this is a Nigerian church. If you are not in Nigeria, you are not allowed in that place. In our church, oh my goodness, in our worship, everybody is there. You know, no, no, no. We can, actually, we can make it a church of speaking in tongues right there because we have Kenyans, we have Nigerians, we have Liberians, we have people from America, we have everybody is there, and everybody feel good because we have to love people. Not because of what they, the culture, we love them because they are children of God. So we just have to go extra mile to love people because the, when the Holy Spirit comes in us, the Bible says it's you shall be outpouring. Now, when it is outpouring, it has to have outlet. Right. Say an outlet. outlet. What we are missing in the church most of the time is an outlet. We want everything coming to us. We are blessed. We are going home. I'm telling you, when I lay hands on you, I want you to go. And even if you have never, I say, hey, I'm going to lay hands on somebody else. Because the person that you know, I cannot reach him. But it's not right for us just to tell people to come to church. We can take the church to where they are. We can take the church to our communities in the mighty name of Jesus. I challenge my people and tell you, you don't have to bring your manager to our church. But you can tell him in the mighty name of Jesus. If you have this facility, I'm going to call my God and the customers will come in the mighty name of Jesus. Before they fire you, they have to think twice. Pray the name of Jesus. I tell people, I don't know how much you pay me to hire me. You know, I, I, I have too much, you know. It's like hiring the son of the, the president. You know, it's, it's not, I'm not cheap. <laughs> I'm not cheap. Honestly, I'm not cheap. When I come to you, you have to be blessed. Because Abedo Edom, he carried the Ark of the Covenant and everybody was blessed. My presence in my city blesses people. I remember somebody was having challenges with kids and saying, if we take this kid to Pastor Joshua, everything will be okay. They came there. I didn't know before. They came there and we just talked to them. We started loving them and showing, before we know it, they are worship leaders. They are running cameras. They are doing this. And everybody now, let's go to that church. I don't know. It's not like we preach a certain doctrine, but we have allowed the Holy Spirit to transform us. We have allowed the Holy Spirit to help us to flow together in the mighty name of Jesus. We have to flow together. Hallelujah. Maybe use, let me use this illustration very quick before I close here. If I have a bucket of water like this, can it flow? Okay, you're trying to make it to the road. Like You need deliverance. Because what you're doing, you're watering the place, but it can flow. How about if you have a tanker, 18-wheeler, full of water, and you release this water here? Can you see it closer? It will flow to a certain extent. But when you have like three of them lined up and you connect the pipe, now it can form a stream. 
The more we come together, the presence of God will flow like a river. Pray the name of Jesus. You have a certain anointing that you can influence a certain part. He has a certain anointing that can saturate a certain place. But when we come together and we start worshiping together in one spirit, when we lift our hand to Jesus together in one spirit, what happened is, it says, a flow. And the Bible says, wherever that water goes, there is healing. Wherever that water goes, there is power in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. In the last day, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And today, I want to just release the spirit of God upon you. If you want to just come forward, if you want to come forward, you can come forward. I believe I have a blessing for Pastor praying for you. In Jesus' name, we we'll just release. And whatever you are, just as I told you, I have a measure of the Spirit. You have a measure of the Spirit. When we connect together, we form a stream of water. Amen? A stream of river in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, come, let's just, just, just uh, do some worship songs here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Margaret, I can use water if, if possible. Some water. Yeah, hallelujah. Shantarababuri. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, shandarababo kushiteria. Hallelujah. Let's just hold our hands if possible, if you, if you don't mind. I know there's COVID, but let's hand our, hold our hands together. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in Mexico 2008. We've been in America for eight years. We had the R1 visa and it expired, so we were supposed to renew the visa. So we drove down to Mexico in a city called, I think, Laredo. Went through Austin, Texas, and crossed the border. Before we did that, somebody came and told me, Pastor, I saw you on a fire. It was a fire. I went through that flame, but the good thing, you came out of the fire. So I chose not to tell my wife. So we, we drove down to Mexico. We crossed the border. And then went to our appointment in that consulate. When he got in, they pulled my name was there. And for some reason, my wife's name was not in the system. So they asked us so many questions. How could you dare drive down here and come to the embassy and you don't have an appointment? See, we did that appointment. We were changing names. Maybe the name dropped. Uh, they said, now, unfortunately, you have to stay here until another opening. That's like 30 days from the day we went there. Now, they speak Spanish. I don't know anything about Spanish. I can't even use the bathroom. I have to draw a picture, show them. I don't know what to do. So they said, you have to stay here because your wife has no appointment and you read it purposely. We'll make sure that you stay here for 30 days before you come back. So we left our kids. They were very young. My son was, I think, five years old. My daughter was about four years old. We left them their friend in Epiore, Illinois. So we are Mexico. When you go to Google, it's showing Spanish. So I can Google. I'm just like completely stranded. And I don't know what to do. They said, we don't believe you're a pastor. 
We want the Assemblies of God to send the information to us, fax them here. If you don't get those here, you're not going anywhere. I call them, they say, we can, you make so we cannot do anything. So I was rotting there. But again, we have been given the power. I just want to show you how powerful we are. So, my wife is somebody who knows how to relax and just rest upon God. I'm the person who, you know, I'm a computer programmer, so I want to see the results. And also, before you code, like programming, you have to draw something called flow diagrams and you make sure everything is flowing like in the pictures before you code. So that's how my brain operates. I don't just do things. I need to know like, okay, this is going here, from here, if. You know, you program like if, if. If, 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 if you're a programmer, you know what I'm talking about. So, so that's how I am. So, um, I'm saying like, what's if now? If, if it doesn't come, what will happen next? What will happen to our children? And then my wife said, God will take care of. I said, okay, just sleep. Let me, leave me alone. I'm going to pray. So we pray and in the morning. I called the embassy. You know, this is something that you don't do. I called them and say, have you found, you told us to wait. Did the paper come from America? They said, no, 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 no. Then I stayed there. The next day, I decided to go there unauthorized. I went to the American consulate. <laughs> so with my hotel, let's go. So when they are outside, when we get outside, I found a security guide. I said, my name is so-and-so, and I like to talk to the consulate. Can you just do me a favor? You tell him that Joshua wants to talk to you. He looked at me. He said, okay. He went inside, and this lady came out. He said, are you Mr. Kiande? Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, we are closed today, but uh, the consulate said that he can see you, um, so you have to wait until everybody is done, then he'll call you. I said, hey, can you go back and tell him, my wife is here with me. Can he, she come with me? She looked at me and she said, okay. She went to talk to him. Say, okay, you can wait. So we waited there. Around four, we got inside. Everything is off. Like the computer, they shut down. Everything is off. Like they are ready to go home. So I said, how did you come here? I said, your honor, we came here because... Um, I was very respectful now. I was only like, like, you know, I know God. I said, we came here uh, and somehow the name was dropped, but we are not doing it intentionally. And we want to see if you guys can help us go home because we cannot even go to the bathroom here. We cannot eat. We don't know anything. People are just looking at us. We are strangers. We don't know Spanish, anything. So he looked at us and said, let's just go call the boss. So they called the big boss. He came asking many questions. Why did you do that? No, no, no. no. He said, you know, guys, I don't even know how you get here. Because today we don't take people. Today is Tuesday. How did you end up getting here? We didn't know how we get up, but somehow the Holy Spirit led us in that place. So he said, okay, you guys, we have to check the fingerprints. And fingerprints takes 24 hours to bring the results. So it may take 10 minutes, you make it 24 hours. So we're going to do fingerprints. If by 5 o'clock the answer, we're going to give you visa. If not, you have to try when the fingerprints come back. I said, okay, no problem. So it's, it's unheard of, like American embassy starting the computer for an immigrant. So they powered the computer 
So we went there with my fingerprints. I said, God, you have opened the door. This thing must come back in Jesus' name. My wife did the fingerprints. And we said, by the time we just finished, like two minutes, three minutes, everything came back. So we went there like your hearts were like this at three o'clock. By 5.20, we are on our car going home with our visa and everything coming back. Pray the name of Jesus. I don't know what you are going through, but I want to remind you that you have the power inside of you. And do not lead for media. You know, this is what I'm saying. If COVID will kill me, it's okay. I don't want to die. Honestly, I want to, I have somebody to do. But if, if like, I have to compromise so that I can live, I don't need to compromise because the Bible says that I desire that place which is far more better than where I am. So I'm, I'm not advocating that we should just be careless, whatever. But I'm telling you, whatever you are going through, whatever the devil is telling you, I want you to whisper to them and tell the devil that devil, you are a liar. My son was born the sixth day he has meningitis. When he was six days old, they took him to we took him to the Marian's room. They put him in the, the, the room. He's six days old. And he's crying and crying and crying. They said maybe he has meningitis. We don't know. So we're gonna just put some um, antibiotic running. So they put him there by five o'clock in the morning. He has cried the whole night. No more tears. And then somehow I heard this nurse calling the doctor, saying, we have done everything, there's nothing more we can do. And then all of a sudden his eyes rolls back. Sun becoming blue. I told him, can we just leave, everybody just leave. I told the, the nurse, everybody just leave, leave me alone, they just leave us here. You know, they think we are panicking because now, you know, everybody like the way they react. So I told my wife, let's just pray about this. My wife was there, we had a friend that we were hosting. He just came back two days, like he found us in the hospital. We started praying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the, I told them, don't pray anything, just call the name of Jesus. We said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Like two minutes, we see my son just like, come, like, come back, his eye pop up. And, celebrating. You know, he's not healed, but he's back. Your situation may not be completely, uh, you cannot see the manifestation, but you see the sign. Amen. And you start celebrating the sign. So we say, yes, he's back in Jesus. I said, don't pray, don't pray. Just say in Jesus' name. So we are just calling the name of Jesus. We called the name of Jesus and he became calm and slept. In the morning, the doctor came. He told me, I think your son has cerebral meningitis. And this is very dangerous. I believe now uh, he will have a long time of recovery. And he, will grow, he may grow not to be a normal child because his brain is affected. I told him, no, don't, don't worry about the other part. He let him just say, okay, the rest will take care of that. Don't worry. They thought I was confused. But we say in the hospital after two weeks, I first would say they want to put blood on him. I said, before you do, I actually were crazy. We left him there, we went to church. They said, we're gonna give him blood. They said, before you do the blood, I have come. Can you take my blood? They say, your blood type is different. I said, okay, whatever you are giving him, I don't know 
who gave that blood I have to sanctify it in the name of Jesus they said okay Mr. Kiande you are back the blood is there do whatever you want to do they think I'm a witch doctor I don't know where they think I am I don't know I want to do whatever so we closed the door we took the blood we say father in the name of Jesus we thank you for this person who donated this blood maybe he was a smoker maybe he had sex or whatever but we sanctify this blood in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and you pray as you put it on my son it will not affect his growth in the mighty name of Jesus we finish say hey here is the blood go do it they put the blood and my son came home and the person they say he want to grow to be a normal kid he's going to college this year number one, he plays all music instrument he's so talented worship leader and we are happy to have him there's no history of anything no meningitis nothing no drug in the mighty name of Jesus our Jesus can do anything if you let him he can do anything Hallelujah. So somehow I have this faith. If you shoot me and it's not by day somehow I'll show up. <laughs> Sometimes I used to watch Undertaker. You see Undertaker would be beaten so bad and he would just sleep like this. And then the guy would be shattered and Undertaker would just go like <laughs> And everybody run away. And I believe when the devil has thought like you are down, you just somehow resurrect. In faith you just show him and then the, the opponent of undertaker will be fleeing and running away because they thought like hitting him by chair metal, metal chair he's dead and now he just he don't even need help he just raised like and opened his eye it inspires me to preach that's how we should deal with the devil when he hit you with divorce and he think you shall not sing again you come to Jesus say hallelujah i praise you jesus because all my challenges are just temporary you are going to take care of everything in the mighty name of jesus never give up praise god never give up never give up your faith never give up even when you don't have money shout like your millionaire in the church you should be like the person who is happy when i was living on 600 people would come and say pastor i just came if you can i can borrow from you 2000 because i'm a happy person they just think like i have a lot of money i don't have a lot of money i have the joy of the lord inside of me hallelujah praise the name of jesus hallelujah now father god in the mighty name of jesus we release the spirit of god Yeah, there have been spirit of God, but I just pray for the overflow in the name of Jesus. I pray for overflow in the name of Jesus. I pray for overflow in the name of Jesus. I pray for overflow in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for impartation. We pray for impartation in the name of Jesus. The spirit of the living God. 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 In Jesus' name. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.